This is your girl, Nisi D, and you are now tuned in to Faithful In It Podcast, where we will go through the journey of living life faithful in it and watch God build us through our faith. You gotta Let's go. be faithful in it, faithful in it. You gotta be faithful in it, faithful in it. You gotta be faithful in it, faithful in it. You gotta be Hello, my peoples. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to another episode of Faithful In It Podcast, a space for us to keep it real as we go on our journey together. By journey, I mean our faith journey and going through life. Uh, Hopefully, this week is going uh, good for you. I hope and I pray that you're having a good week. If you're not having a good week, it's midweek, so there's still time for, you know, something to happen, a shift to take place, good things to happen, a good report to take place, you know, because we definitely live for good reports. But overall, there's time for you to stretch your faith and believe and trust that God is going to do something on your behalf. So far, my week is going pretty good, but I am excited for the weekend. I'm just saying, not that I'm having a bad weekend. I'm just excited for the weekend because I get to rest this weekend. I'm looking forward to rest. These past few weekends, I have been busy. I have been pretty much booked up doing something every weekend. So I haven't really had a free day or a day, even during the week. I literally have been working and then after work, there's always something to do. So I'm just looking for rest. (laughs) That is it. I am excited for rest and I am looking for rest. Okay, let's jump into it. So I don't have a faith highlight this week, but I do have a grace highlight. So for those of you that don't know what the grace highlight is, grace highlight is basically I throw something out there that, you know, it's uh, if the person knew better, they would do better. Or if we knew better, we would do better. Uh, is is definitely one of those things where it's like, okay, like, we're tripping, he's tripping, she's tripping, somebody's tripping. Uh, but even though they are tripping, they deserve a level of grace. We all deserve a level of grace. So my grace highlight for this week is actually for the church, is for Christians, is for religious Christians, is for judgmental Christians. It is for those people that feel that they always have to say something or come against or Christian police watch, I guess I should say. But the Grammys was this weekend. And with the Grammys, there was a lot of talk. Now, I personally did not watch the Grammys. But, you know, with the socials, you pretty much get a lot of information Uh, So it's like, "Mm, do you really need to watch? (laughs) I mean, of course, if that's your thing, then yeah, watch it. But 
there was a lot of talk and there were people that were getting backlash from the church or from people, from Christians. Um, and there was a lot of judgment going on. Number one, there was a lot of judgment going towards Kirk Franklin and Maverick City, Chandler Moore, Chandler Moore's wife. Um, and the judgment basically was a, because a lot of people feel that Christians should not be in that type of space or that environment because it's not the church. And if you are a gospel artist, because there were gospel artists uh, that were nominated, that you pretty much, um, what's the word? There was a lady, Siobhan Smith, who I, I actually adore, actually, I really do adore her. But she felt that as gospel artists, people are making music for God and that you know, a Grammy just shouldn't be one of those things that gospel artists even try to obtain or actually be in the room. It's like, you know, the music is for God, so you shouldn't even be attending the Grammys. But if you do attend the Grammys, it should be a situation where you're there to glorify God um, and basically just screaming out the name of Jesus. Um, it's not practical. Because I mean, I'm not going to say it's not practical, but at the end of the day, we're it, that's just religious mindset because we're in the world, we're not of the world, but we can't be walking around screaming, Jesus, 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 all day. Um, you know, you talk about God, you glorify God, your life literally should be an example of God and just, you know, like you knowing God, you know, like the thing is people should be able to see God on you or recognize that you are a Christian without you even having to other the word. It's basically the way that you move, the way that you talk, the way that you, it's, it's, you know, it's just the light that's on you. I, um, it's so funny because at my place of employment, my department, which is a very small department, um, it's just hired a third CSM. So it was two of us, but now they have a third one because it was just becoming a lot for just two people. So they hired a third person. So the person that they hired, uh, I can remember the first time I actually got to interact with him and it was just me and him. And the thing is, or the amazing thing to me is that the guy is white and he automatically assumed that because I am of African descent, he just boxed me into this category and just assumed that I was just this hood chick and that he, you know, could just talk any type of way. I swear I was in a conversation with him for maybe 30 minutes. And out of that 30 minutes, if he was talking for the full 30 minutes, maybe 25 minutes out of that 30 minutes, every single word that came out of his mouth was profanity. 
And the thing is, he was on the phone with, well, actually we were on a Zoom call and he's talking to me for 30 full minutes and you're like cussing up and I'm not even playing. Like the and literally just everything that came out of his mouth was a curse word. And I'm just like, we're in a place of business. I mean, I know we work from home and everything, but still, where's the professionalism? Especially you knew. <laughs> You are new. What is going on? But he clearly didn't know how to read the room because um, as much as he cursed, I never even matched. I never matched him. I never matched his energy. I never matched him at all for him to feel like, okay, I done found my, you know, my person. I done found my peoples or whatever the case may be. No, sir, I'm not that. I don't speak that way. Not that I will not lie and say that I never curse. That's not true. But cursing is not part of my vocabulary. It's just not part of my day-to-day vocabulary. Every now and then something might slip out. But for me to have a full conversation and you hear at least three or maybe five cuss words come out of my mouth, that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So this guy just kept on going and going and going. But by the second time that he spoke to me, I picked up that he picked up. I'm not one of them (laughs) because his tone changed the way that he was speaking, even like the profanity, the amount of profanity that he was using, it became less. Not saying that it didn't come out at all because that's just how he talks and this is vocabulary, you know, so whatever. But I could tell that he was trying to be mindful of what he was saying and the words that he was using because at the end of the day, I didn't have to tell him that I'm a Christian. I believe in God. He was able to pick it up on his own and he moved accordingly. And not at one point did I sit there and judge him or cast stones at him or make him feel any type of way, you know, based off of how he was talking. I mean, he wasn't being disrespectful for, to me. Like, if he was being disrespectful, then, of course, you know, I probably would stop him and, you know, say something. But at the end of the day, I didn't have to say anything to him. He was able to just observe and <laughs> pick up on his own. He finally read the room. It took a while. It did take a while. Anyways, my point is, is that as Christians, the judgment, the amount of judgment that I see that the church and the Christians, the super religious Christians are putting out there, it's ridiculous. I mean, no, it's, it's just, it's just ridiculous because to make all of that talk or to do all of that talk, Just because Christians went to the Grammys is too much. It is too much. I mean, another thing that the Christians have spoken or were very vocal about was uh, the attire that Chandler Moore, uh, Moore's wife decided to wear. And the moment I seen the dress that she was wearing, I said, oh, the church is going to have a field day with this one. And surprisingly, not surprisingly, they proved me right. Anyways, 
the takeaway is that the church needs grace and we need to stop being so judgmental and critical about people. We are all on our own personal journey with God and we don't have to answer when, you know, when that time comes and God calls you home, you're not going to have to answer for Susie or, or John or whoever. You're going to have to answer for yourself and that's it. So mind the business that pays you. That's it. Today, I want to take some time and remind somebody that God is love. God is truly the definition of love. If you have never experienced the love of God, it's probably because you don't know who God is. But even if you don't know who God is, I'm pretty sure you have experienced the love of God. You just haven't acknowledged that it's the love of God because God is truly love. God showed me, I mean, God was showing me from the time that, you know, before I could even fully understand who God was, he was showing me love. And being raised in religion pretty much is what it was because there was just so many rules going to church and there was so many, um, I would say it wasn't biblical rules. It was basically just people trying to serve their egos and just applying rules that had nothing to do with the Bible or God. There are certain things that growing up in church that you learn and it's it's biblical. And it's basically at the end of the day, it all goes down to God pretty much trying to protect us. God trying to save us from things that he does not want us to experience. But then there's those things where it's like, okay, this is just man that's trying to serve their egos. Like I grew up in a Haitian church and then there was, you know, you can't wear pants to church. Why? Pants. And the funny thing, well, not funny, but it's like when I go to church now, the rebel in me, <laughs> the rebel in me that was denied to, <laughs> that was denied the ability to wear pants growing up in church. It's like now when I go to church as an adult, I, most of the time I'm in pants. It's like, you know, I never really want to wear a dress or a skirt. I just want to wear pants to church. And I low-key feel like it's because I was denied for so long. And, you know, once I came out of the uh, Haitian church or the religious mindset church, like I love my church and I love the fact that my pastor is not, you know, like I'm not going to say he's not your typical pastor, but he's just not one of those pastors you know, like it's, it's all about relationship. It's not that religion, you know, trying to force your own rules on people with him and with my spiritual mom, you know, like I grew out, thank God. Oh my God. Like I thank God for my parents that they basically, you know, they wanted us to grow up in church. They were, they introduced us to God and they were looking out and trying to do the best thing 
But that was not it. <laughs> that was not it because it was like all I learned was religion and I didn't learn relationship. I learned relationship with God um, pretty much in my early 30s and I am 37 years old. I learned how important relationship is and that's when I actually experienced the true love of God. Basically, love, what's crazy is that love put me in a dark place, but the true love of God pulled me out of that dark place. The love that God showed me on a continuous basis every day while I was going through my healing journey is what pulled me out. Like God like showed me what love is. He showed me what true love is. Not only did he show me it in like, you know, the supernatural form as far as him being God, but also like, you know, God would show me in different areas and like what I deserve and what I should have been getting and what I should look for. So until I get what God has shown me that I deserve, I am going to continue to be single and I'm going to continue to wait on God because God definitely promised me, he promised me a true love. <laughs> now, the love that he promised me in the form of man, it won't compare to the love that he will, but uh, the love that he gives me. But at the end of the day, it will be in the form of my husband that will follow the biblical principle to love your wife as Christ loved the church. My husband will follow that. So I'm here for it. But God basically... Uh, his love brought me out of a super dark place and um, and he showered me with love while I was going through healing. Not only was, I mean, I can remember being like super, super depressed and I would go to work and then I would get off of work, come home and just stay in the dark and stuff. So I was like that for for a while. And then I was like, okay, I need to, I'm not going to say I was saying that I need to pull myself out of it, but I basically just leaned on God. Like I really, really leaned on God. So I started praying more. I started um, fasting, which I didn't really do the way that I did it at that point. Like I probably fasted, like I could count on my hands the amount of time that I fasted. But then when I was going through my healing journey, I was very intentional about my fasting. God would speak to me. I started learning, like I didn't know what the voice of God sounded like. Like I didn't know like how to hear God for myself. Um, so I started to learn the voice of God. I started to learn to hear him. Um, and it was all through my healing journey or the beginning of my healing journey. And it's because I was super intentional on reading my Bible, praying, fasting. I was intentional about the relationship. It became a relationship and not just 
going to church. And honestly, a lot of the times I was going to church, especially because it was a Haitian church. And I mean, I'm Haitian, but my Creole is not that great. And then on top of that, they transitioned from Creole to French. I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what you're saying. I <laughs> don't know what you're saying. So I'm basically just in church, chopping it up with my friends. You know, I'm just here for a good time. I'm not, you know, so it was, it, it just, mm -mm. so, but it was the, the love darkness or the, the, the time that season while I was in the dark that made me realize like, okay, this is God. This is who God is. And this is what relationship looks like. And relationship is what's important. And then I also realized that I was in a situation that God never wanted for me. I knew God didn't want it for me, but like God was hurting. Like, you know, it's like God doesn't want to see his children hurt, especially when we make the decisions that we make. And God does everything to show us that, look, mm-mm. That's not what you should be doing. I have better for you. I want better for you. But, you know, we just, we ignore it. We ignore the signs. We ignore, but also, like, not in my defense, but I didn't really, I couldn't really hear. <laughs> I couldn't really hear um, God the way that I can hear him now, but that ain't no excuse because I heard him enough. I heard him enough. I heard him enough to know that what I was in was not what God wanted for me. And it was not what I deserved. But God loved me through it. Like when I say God loved me through it, God loved me through it. I am very God dependent because when others disappoint me, when others fail at loving me, I can always count on the love of God. I can always count on the love of God. I can always count on God. That's why I am strongly God-dependent, heavy, like heavy God-dependent, because at the end of the day, he's going to always, always, always come through for me. He's going to always have my back. He's going to always do the same for you. God is love and God loves you. God's always going to be there for you. God will never, never, ever, ever, ever turn his back on you. God is a provider. God is a healer. God is a way maker. God is peace. God is so many things. But the thing that I love the most about God is that God is love. Because his love provides all of those other things. The love that he has is what makes him, you know, everything. Like, oh my God. But I just want to remind you, if you are in a place where you feel like God doesn't love you, or God forgot about you, or God is not going to come through for you, or God's not hearing your prayers. All of those are nothing but lies and tricks from the enemy. 
trying to make you, trying to deceive you, trying to distract you. But I'm here to remind you that God loves you and God is love. Whenever you feel that you're not loved or God doesn't love you, always go back to the last thing that God did or the last time God came through for you. Not only that, if you're listening to this, <laughs> that's proof because you're alive. God gifted you life today. So that is proof of his love. All right. Now, I love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. Don't forget to be faithful in it. Be faithful in what you're going through. Be faithful knowing that God got you. God is going to come through. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Trust him. God is in it. He has your back and he will come through. Don't forget to be faithful in it. Be faithful in your week. Be faithful in your process. Be faithful in what you're going through. Be faithful for yourself, not only for yourself. Be faithful for your family and friends that just might need you to stretch out your faith for them. Love you guys. Have a good week. Peace. You gotta be faithful through storms of life. Like that guilty strike. The enemies fight. You gotta fight. Use all your might. So call on Christ. Review can say in mind elevation. Spiritual recall, rehabilitation. Yes, men seeking salvation. Arm it up, deflect temptation. You know I lean on the ghost. His scriptures help me grow.